0: Hello, Date Night fam. As always, we love getting love. to spend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was trying to do your part.
0: Oh, dear. We love getting to spend the next hour with you. And we pray your week is full of God's grace. And, and peace.
1: thank you to everyone who left reviews last week. Apparently, when you leave a review, Apple sends the episode to more people. So thanks for ministering in that way.
0: Yes. And thank you to Summer Kind of Gal, Beard Far, and Josie Girl for leaving notes.
1: Awesome. We love the reviews. Ethan, let's roll it. Okay. Well, we have a jam-packed hour for you all. We are taken two super special guests out on a double date and they have traveled all the way down from LA to be here with us in Orange County.
0: And their story is just powerful with some real lows and incredible highs.
1: Yeah, I don't want to give it all away, but just to summarize, Caleb and Haley got married, moved across the country to start seminary. Caleb was working two jobs and then found out that not just one, but both of their baby girls had a serious disease that would radically alter everything in their life.
0: Well, here they are now.
1: Well, a great big hello to the Team Cunningham joining us live in the Date Night Closet. Is this a storage <laughs> room or closet? What do you think, Caleb? Maybe a broom closet? A broom closet. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I should say howdy, y'all. Is that a little more Georgian? It is. Oh. <laughs> y'all.
0: We are so excited you guys are here. We're glad to be here.
1: Well, before we get going, we need to make sure you guys know the buttons. Do you guys know about our buttons? How we have little music sure. or sounds? That, okay, okay. I want you to know Ethan has all the power back there, but basically it's well known that he's got a few buttons. One is the sensitivity button. You guys,
2: you. Okay, and apparently you sang on that record <laughs> with her. Solo. Okay, got I listened to the podcast. <laughs> I'm familiar with the, some of the buttons. That was really good. Can you do that again? Yeah, we were both
1: young, young when I first saw you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And just in case Caleb gets out of line like he is right now.
2: Give us some men who know the truth.
1: That is your old boss. Your old boss is letting you have it. And then we added, I added this one just for you today. Keeps Georgia on my mind. Yeah, just a little bit of Atlanta Braves music for the Georgian man. Okay. Well, hey, we have been friends for a few years, but maybe a few date night folk don't know you guys. And so let's give us a scoop. I mean, Caleb, you're a graduate of the Master's Seminary. You've been working at Grace Community for a few years with the Dr. John MacArthur.
2: Tell us a little bit more about you and your story. Yeah. We moved from Georgia five years ago this fall to attend the Master's Seminary. Uh, graduated this past May. I've been on staff at Grace Church for four and a half years. And three of those years was security. I did security while I was in, uh, in seminary. I loved it. Um, I got to know Pastor John really well during that season of my life. Is it your muscles that got you hired? Yeah, yeah it was something. The no. tri- triceps? Highly I actually intimidating.
1: Did, I actually was... People can't tell. You're exploding through your pullover it's, right now. Travis yeah. Matthew, <laughs> your guns are exploding.
2: Yeah, actually, I was terrible at security. And I don't know why I was hired. I know nothing about security. I, you know, it's kind of like a rodeo. There's a clown out there just for entertainment so reasons you were
1: you were distraction yeah i'm just yeah. there for entertainment and then the purposes. real guys that were trained so they would have you <laughs> running yeah, yeah, circles yeah. around yes. the barrel exactly and then the real guys happened. came in and took the battery. they gave
2: out. them the equipment you know i had a radio <laughs> earpiece but no radio you know I'm just, I'm just there uh yeah and this past year um got hired a full-time job at grace um to stay so now i'm an associate pastor in children's ministry uh help oversee that ministry I help out with family care, families are going through crises, Hmm. suffering, help oversee Adventure Clubs, our Sunday night program. Um, I think we help with uh, single moms and also widows and with our homebound ministry. And then I'm also an assistant to Pastor John.
1: Wow. So I have a lot of irons in the fire, but I love it. You wear a lot of hats up at the church. Yeah,
2: but I love what I do. I love the ministry. We also serve in our young professionals group. And uh, where I get to teach and preach. That means singles, right? Yeah, a lot of them are single, trying to help them, uh, you know, get married, you know, and then grow in Christ.
1: And you have an effective
2: ratio? How many are you marrying off? Yeah, so far. We are
3: working on improving those numbers. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Batting average is low. (laughs) uh, Like the Braves. Yeah, it's really bad. (laughs) Yeah, Braves uh, Hey, look, I'll take it.
1: People need to know, like, you're a diehard Braves fan. So when I play a Georgia song, I mean, this is, you You grew up in? In Georgia? The Atlanta area? No. Haley. uh, I grew up in Atlanta. Haley grew up
2: in Atlanta. I grew up in Georgia. There's a difference. She grew up a city girl. You know, there's the Atlanta, and then there's the rest of the state. I grew up in Damascus, Georgia, 200 people, small town.
0: And, yeah. and Haley, you're a pastor's wife, wife of and mother of two precious little ones. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about how you guys met?
3: Sure. So we actually met in the middle at college. So me coming from northwest Atlanta area, Caleb coming from the deep south We met in the middle um, at college in a small, well, small for me, small town called Lagrange, Georgia.
2: Big for me. Yes. (laughs) Had a Walmart.
3: Had a Walmart and a stoplight and a Waffle House. Multiple stoplights. Yes. (laughs) So small for me, big for Caleb. We met in the middle um, and started dating my senior year of college, and uh, we dated for about a year before we got engaged. And that whole time, we were not believers, though we would have assumed we were because. That's just cultural Christianity in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got saved about eight-ish months before we got married. So wow. praise the Lord, he had that for us before marriage. So Wow. So awesome. you were dating for how long? We dated for almost a, exactly a year That's before a we were engaged. That's a
1: prototypical Bible Belt culture Christian. Yes. What was that? What was that? Story like when you were converted, how were you born again? And you say
3: you both kind of happened around the same time. Take us through that. So a lot of this was Caleb. He graduated. He was a teacher, and he accepted a position um, back near his hometown in South Georgia. And so I was completing my master's still in the middle jo- in middle Georgia area in Lagrange. And um, Caleb ended up teaching right next door to a pastor's wife. And she just invited him to come to their church. And he was a little resistant at first, um, but he finally accepted. And that first Sunday he went, um, he didn't think of it at the time, but he was saved. And so it's kind of like the, uh, what's the word for it? It's kind of just the words that you use. He thought he just rededicated his life. Mm-hmm. That's just how it was worded. <laughs> and, um but I was still really dedicated to Caleb, even though I saw changes in him. I did not want to see, and he was hanging out way too much with the pastor and his wife that for me to like it, because they were just putting all these ideas in his head. <laughs> um, and I just, I probably told Caleb at one point, I never wanted to be a pastor's wife. Like this is not for me. Um, here we are. But um, <laughs> lo and <laughs> behold, right? That's lo and happens. behold. Um, yeah. So he, yeah, he got saved that early. Fall maybe, um, and I was just still dedicated to Caleb. I really loved Caleb, so I drove down every weekend, and we would go to church. She is four hours. She wow. drove
2: four hours.
3: Four hours. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Wow. wow. Yeah. Now, do you join him in in this um, sin of the Atlanta Braves sh- cheering <laughs> fandom?
3: Um, I'm not the sure. Fanaticism? sin is the proper word. It sounds a little depraved to me. I don't know um,
1: Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> We're Christians wherever we go. I'll give you that. Other faith. Yeah. Other <laughs> faith. because you got nothing else. I'll, I'll give you that part.
0: Oh, that was funny. That was, that
2: was really
1: funny. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'll be <laughs> here all night.
0: And a few more interesting facts. Haley, you like Oreo ice cream. I do. Yum. Yeah. Caleb, you eat vanilla. Yeah, simple. Yes. <laughs> Haley, you like the movie Pride and Prejudice. I do. And Caleb, you enjoy all the Rocky movies. Yeah. And Haley.
1: We should turn that into a button.
0: Let's oh do
1: it. <laughs> one thing I want you to do
2: win. Favorite part I love it.
0: Oh, and your favorite book is Trusting God Trusting by Terry Bridges yeah. and Pilgrim's Progress. Pilgrim's Progress. Awesome. All
1: right, and my all time favorite Caleb story, I'm going to let you tell this, is you got to tell
2: about the time that your dad
1: tried to spank you. What did you say to him?
2: You yeah, you, I can't remember how old I was seven or eight, nine. <laughs> yeah, he. uh, yeah, I got in trouble for a lot of things. I'm sure uh, I can't remember what, but yeah, he went to go spank me, and I was like, "Daddy, no, please, please, don't, don't do this." He's like, "Son, trust me, this hurts me more than it hurts you." It's like, "Well, you bend over. <laughs> Let's really see." <laughs> So I didn't get out of it. Still got the spanking. Every dad probably never said that. That's like our dad <laughs> line. You now know? I know what he means. It, it, is, it yeah, does. You,
1: sometimes you have to administer chastisement through yeah. tears, don't you? Yeah. It really is. Well, I think that is as good a place as any to make the turn. Um, yeah, you guys have a part of your story that makes it both special, and I would say challenging at the same time. I mean, you've two of the cutest little girls, Addison and Caroline, they're over right next door. And a couple of years ago, they were diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. I think I'm saying that right. And not a lot of people will know off the top of their heads, but it is extremely serious. Are you willing to just kind of give us a 30,000 foot flyover on what cystic fibrosis is?
3: I will. Um, So CF is a genetic disorder. um, And it most notably affects the lungs, but it really does affect so many different organs and systems in the body. Um, and so there's not really an easy way to explain all that CF encompasses. Um, but ultimately the I guess what's most um, commonly known is that the lungs form a lot of sticky mucus um, inside. And so, with that, uh, different bacteria and stuff, it just kind of becomes a breeding ground. Um, And because it's so sticky, it's a lot harder to get rid of. So, the girls do a lot of um, pre what's the word I'm looking for? Um,
1: So, there's those things I've watched, like in the videos, I mean, Caleb has posted where they're like being shaken. Yes. Um, it's like a little vibrating machine. Yes, is that to loosen up the the mucus or the membranes or?
3: It is. It's called the vest. So they'll do that at the same time that they're nebulizing albuterol, which opens your airways, and so the vest helps shake whatever is loosened out. So oh, as they wow. get older, they'll be able to kind of cough out whatever comes loose. So is as it just gruesome the lungs, as you want that to be, but? Or is it other parts of the body too? Um, so it does affect. The vest itself is mainly just for the lungs, but um, the mucus affects almost every digestive organ um, as well. So like the girls, there's heavily manifest digestively as well, um, which is a huge part of their story just with the intestines. Mm. Um, And pancreas is affected and things like that with most people with um, CF. So they're not able to break down fats and proteins, on their own. It's called pancreatic insufficiency. So they have to take medication every time they eat um, meals or a snack. Um, and it's just, just a extra layer of things to do, um, just to be precautionary.
0: And what are the odds of having two children with this?
3: Um, so anytime we have children, it'll always be the same. So one in four chance, Mm -hmm. no matter what, um, So we, Caleb and I are both carriers for it, um, which we found out, um, early on in pregnancy when you do like first trimester blood tests. Um, so with Addison, I was, whenever you do your first blood test, you're probably like 12 weeks pregnant and, um, they test you for a whole, who knows, a whole spectrum of different disorders and diseases and so CF came up that I was a carrier. And anytime you test as a carrier, they also want to test the father. So <laughs> Caleb got tested as well. He got tested as well. And he we already knew he had a chance of being a carrier um, just from other family history. And so Caleb tested positive as well. So when that happens, you have to have a whole phone call with a geneticist to talk mm. to you about the odds and what it looks like mm-hmm. and I mean, I really probably couldn't tell you anything about that phone call because Caleb and I, as soon as we knew, we both tested as carriers. Um, we both just decided that research was going to be our enemy at that point. That mm-hmm. um, was going to cause a lot of worry um, unnecessarily. So, we so that would be not. what
1: year? I'm trying to remember what year that was.
3: 18 is when Addison was born. Oh, okay.
1: So that was 2017
3: So 2017-ish, 20, probably 2018 still when we learned all of that information. And
1: mm-hmm. the doctors knew basically by the time you get your panels, and they're basically saying, hey, listen, the odds are really, really high. And then you go in and have your typical checkups in the womb. And at some point in there, take us into that. When, when was it confirmed? Hey, one of your little, your little girls is going to probably have cystic fibrosis.
3: So with Addison, hers, we still kind of ran through it as like a textbook pregnancy. Um, there were different things that could be flagged while she was still in the womb, um, with ultrasounds. There's kind of only one thing they can watch for, um, in an ultrasound, and that is that their intestines show up white in an ultrasound, but that's not necessarily meaning that it is CF. It's just one of the things that could show CF. Um, and so they had seen that, but they didn't mark it, um, her flag it in a way that was like, okay, it's definitely this. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into delivery and everything, we had no idea that she would have it. So we had we got to take her home. Even though there was some mess-ups with what was recorded in the computer, we shouldn't have gone home. Mm-hmm. And now that hospital knows very well. They're not supposed to send uh, people home Um Again, I don't know how graphic you want to be, but they don't, they don't want to send people home unless your baby has had their first poop. Yes. Um, and so so Addison didn't have that before we left. And we were in the hospital two or three days after she was born, mm-hmm. um, and they still sent us home. And we got we were very grateful. We got a few days at home with her before we went back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even know until after her first surgery that she... Had cystic fibrosis, and that was even before we had the um, like genetic testing finished, mm-hmm. like the heel prick test they do with every baby. Wow.
0: Well, I think it could be really helpful um, to give moms a bit of perspective. For example, you know, how often are you guys at the doctor in this season? How how many procedures have the girls had? Um, you know, another question. You could hit all or any of them that you want. Um, are there any treatments, you know, that you do at home? You mentioned just yeah. even the, the medicine before they eat at right. each meal.
3: Yeah, there's a lot in that. Mm-hmm. But um, when they're first born... So both Addison and Caroline, they were a little different. Um, but when they were first born, they had, Caroline's surgery was almost immediately. She had it within 24 hours, I think. Um, Addison was a whole week old before she had her first surgery. Um, so up front surgery feels like a lot. Um, and that with itself brings a lot of extra doctor's appointments, just CF in general. Um, When they're first born, they want to see them at least once a month. And then once they turn six months, it's every other month. And then once they turn one, depending on health, it's once a quarter. Mm -hmm. So um, it felt like a lot more because it was a lot more with surgeries and everything, just kind of the nature of it. Um, So we do, now we're kind of at a place where we're only once a quarter, which is really Mm -hmm. nice to have. Mm That's great. Because um, it
1: seemed like just purely from social media, and a few talks with Caleb, it seemed like virtually every week you guys were at the doctor or the hospital. Yes, <laughs> that's what it fe- felt like from a distance. Right. Does that sound
2: right? Yeah. With Addison, her first year, we were in and out of hospital with surgeries for eight months. Mm. You know, just in and out.
3: Yeah. She was born in July of 2018, and her last surgery was, I believe, February of 2019. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So there m- there's probably, I'm certain there's people like me out there before I, I read up and was informed from Caleb who go, oh, cystic fibrosis sounds like just another, you know, tough disease. They've had a little bit of a trial, but it's not something, that something they'll get through. Yeah. But the prognosis of this is a lot more serious than that. Can mm-hmm. you kind of give us the framework? Because I remember reading a blog article from you oh years yeah. ago that basically said, you know, the prognosis is, is I'll lose one of my little girls at maybe mm-hmm. age
2: 30 or something like yeah. that. Is that about right? Yes, uh, people who have cystic fibrosis live half life at most. Um, they've just recently come out with some new medication, though, uh, and it's prolonging people's um, life. And they're starting to try it on younger people. I think the approval rating is rate it, is fifteen.
3: No, I think that's I think right now it's approved for six and older. Six and, and So older. they're currently working on trials for three and older. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, which is right at Addison's. Age group, which is really exciting. Yeah, um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it is considered about half a life, about forty-five years right now. But this medicine is. I mean, they call it a miracle drug. It is drastically improving those with CFs. Their lung function is increasing upwards of twenty percent, which is huge. Wow. Um, and just their quality of life in general. So a lot more women with CF are able to have children, um, which was not always a possibility before. So it is, it's a really big deal and it does help, um, it doesn't help everyone with CF. It's only specifically for um, one mutation of CF. There's thousands of mm-hmm. mutations and thankfully it does cover one of the mutations that the girls have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is exciting to think about, but it is, it's not guaranteed. Sure. Like anything. Right. I want to be sensitive with this
1: question, but I think it would be really helpful for people who are listening literally around the world is um, in all of that, what's been, and we're talking like from day one, your life goes from, Hey, we're excited. We get out a seminary. We're going to have babies like, like everyone to like, we're living in a hospital and we're having to purchase stuff we never could have imagined. And even at home. Here, you're in seminary, you're working, she's back in the apartment dealing with all this. What was the weakest moment or like the lowest moment that you guys recall, either individually or as a couple? Can you take us into that part of the story?
2: Yeah, I can go first. Um, Probably the weakest moment for me, lowest moment personally, was when Addison first went back to surgery. Uh, That was a a very hard moment, um, honestly, believing the sovereignty of God. Uh, believing in the sovereignty of God is easy when life is good. And that was true in my life. I was very comfortable. Never re- went through a lot of trials. Um, they were minimal or worse. But when they had to take Addison to their emergency room, it was not long um, before they had to take her out of my arms. She's wincing in pain. And that was the moment. Uh, that, that was extremely hard where I just felt helpless. And thinking in that hospital room, is God sovereign? Is he in control? Has has his sovereignty skipped a beat was the question that came to my mind. And without denying any orthodox doctrine of faith, I think it's easy to begin to view God through the stained glass window of our trials. Mm-hmm. Rather than viewing our circumstances through the perspective of one who sits in heaven who controls everything. And my thinking was just really altered. It was a really weak moment. Here I am in my second semester of seminary. Um, I had a hard time my first semester in school. I thought that was hard. I thought school was really hard. That was nothing compared to this. <laughs> and uh, But then a pastor came to visit, and we've only been at Grace at this time for not even a year. And he said he just got done fin- finishing uh, preaching through the book of Job. And I'll never forget this. He said, God never gave a reason as to why Job went through suffering and trials. He he just said that he is God and therefore we can trust him. And it, it almost is like a salvation moment for me, in a way. It you know, just like a, a light bulb came on. And I realized that God still let Job sit atop of that ash heap and, and scrapes his skin with pots. Mm. And God still remained silent as Job was suffering, as he was hurting. And I know it's easy to ask why, but that's not the point. Uh, Job lost everything. He lost way more than I did. Uh, I still have my daughter still alive. And uh, when when Job asked why, God didn't give him the answers he wanted. Uh, God pointed to himself. Uh, Job needed to seek him more than he sought the answers. So in that hospital room, I was also asking that wrong question. I wanted to know why would God allow all this to happen? But like Job, I didn't need to know why. I just needed to know who. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this all God. He still sits on his throne. He still reigns, even in crushing diagnosis, even in the trials. His glory is more important than my ease. And that's what I learned in my lowest moment, I think, in my Christian life, personally, mm-hmm. this... Sitting there, in my own mind, my own thoughts. Uh, this didn't make my pain go away. This didn't make the situation go away, but it made His sovereignty more real to me in the midst of those hard moments. It made it true for me. It became real in my life. Uh, it became real to me that Addison and Caroline and and Haley—they're they're ultimately not mine. Mm. They're not. Uh, I'm not in control. And as these hospital visits and surgeries became a regular cadence in our lives, uh, the sovereignty of God became a pillow, mm. as Spurgeon said, as I, when I laid my head down at night. It's such a comfortable doctrine, doctrine. And I just began to realize that my responsibility was to care for my family to the best of my ability and to trust God when I can do no more. And just like Job said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hmm. And so, yeah, this is the sovereignty of God. It came real. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it happened. Though he slay me, I will trust him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. beautiful book.
1: Haley, the same question for you. Is there a a moment you remember kind of that was lower than the others?
3: There's definitely uh, one with both girls. So in the same way... um, when you have a baby, you, are, you have a zillion hormones running through your body. And so I had that. And especially with Addison, I was a brand new mom. So I have this new baby. I have to figure out what to do with her. You know, And I have all these hormones. And on top of that, I also had preeclampsia. So I was having like stroke-level blood pressure. Um, so while my infant daughter has to be in the hospital, I'm putting myself in the hospital. Well, I mean, just kind of the nature of it. I'm not physically putting myself in the hospital Mm -hmm. on purpose, but um, it just happened to be that way. And I put her in the hospital. (laughs) It was pretty scary. Woman, you was going to the hospital. I I mean, it was dangerous. I I didn't know what was going on. Um, So with Addison, it was a little, I don't want to say easier, but there was no COVID at this time. So I, Caleb could come with me. Just, I mean, to say it that way. And so he was able to be with me um, while I was dealing with that. Or I could have my mom with me um, so someone could be with Addison. So that was a really hard um, part. And because of all of that, I was kind of developing this anxiety because I couldn't be with my new baby who needed me? I mean, she didn't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Caleb doesn't know what's going on, and we're just trusting these doctors know what's going on, but I can't be there to comfort her. Um, and so that was a really, really hard time. And I don't think I knew it at the time that it was probably some type of like anxiety attack that I was having that also didn't help the high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really hard time, and that happened with both girls. Um, And I think, um, but that too is part of just understanding God's sovereignty. When I just remember with Addison's first surgery, we got a phone call. The hospital has this nice little garden area so you can just get outside and breathe Mm -hmm. right outside of the NICU. And I remember we were out there and the surgeon called us and was like, she has to have emergency surgery. Like we're going now. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, at that point, when you're already having stroke-level blood pressures, that probably would have been the one to send me send me over, mm-hmm. and I would have just had a stroke right there. Um, but I just felt the Lord, um, without being too like Pentecostal about it, I uh, <laughs> um, I just felt a calmness of the sure, Lord, sure. Um, and. My blood pressure did not spike again after mm-hmm. um, the Lord was really kind to just give me a piece about it, and um, we didn't have any issues um with my health after that point with Addison, mm. uh, which was amazing um and then with Caroline, I had just learned from that that okay. I just yeah. need to yeah. once I felt that coming again, <laughs> I just needed to refocus my perspective on the Lord. Mm. Um, and his attributes, and it has nothing to do with my situation or my trial. This is still the Lord. So mm-hmm. let me
1: step in right there. That's fascinating. So, you guys are both two separate moments. Yeah. I'm assuming they're around the same time. Two yeah. years yeah. apart. Two, okay. The so, are these are t- two. Oh, wait, You're talking about the. You're, in the you're, you're basically going through all this in the hospital yeah. when yeah. they're ripping your yeah, little yeah, girl yeah, away yeah, from yeah. you yeah. to take mm-hmm. her in. Yeah. Haley's in the hospital getting the phone call. But you both come back to that same moment where you're saying the focus has to move from the what to the who. Yeah. Right. You're both saying that it was that moment when the Holy Spirit took your attention and, f- and forced it up to the Godhead right. yep. that, that you both would say was not only the lowest moment, but really the beginning of a transfer of trust moment right. that you both look back on as a really high point in your in your faith journey is mm-hmm. that is that oh, fair yeah. to say? Yes,
2: there's something you learn in the trials that mm-hmm. you wouldn't learn without it, yep. and that I mean I just learned so much as you know I obviously don't want my uh, girls to go through this and uh, but just for me my own walk with the Lord and I know with Haley it's it's been the best thing for my soul. Mm-hmm. I mean I just I literally have to trust Him. You know, I only have so much time to be their dad. Mm -hmm. It could be a half a life. It can be one year. It could be one day. It could be 30 years, 50 years. I don't know. I only have so much time to be their dad. And that just translated or carried over to my whole life. I only have so much time to be a husband. I only have so much time to be a pastor. I only have so much time to do this and that. I need to get after it. I need to serve the Lord and be faithful. Cause I don't know how much time that's going to be or when that's going to be taken away from me Sure, and enjoy it. So yeah.
1: Well, I think you guys have laid out the pain so well and around the world, literally we've a date night family who've entered this season as well. And so let me kind of make a transition there. Um, there's a group of people listening who are back in that moment where each of you were in the hospital two separate times, but really the same moment spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the hang on by a thread, not in the pit of the stomach, didn't see this coming moment. Um, and I know that there's lessons you've learned there, and you kind of just started being touching on them a little bit. And There's a great God you learned to trust there in all this. So let me ask, you know, what was the most helpful thing that someone in your life did during that season? Huh. So for everyone who's listening, not only the individuals going through it, but all of us who maybe aren't in that season of pain, what, what were some of the things that were most helpful that people did? You want to give the
2: practical physical? Yeah, we
3: have. We talked about it, and we have just ways that people were very practically helpful, um, but also um, kind of a separate way, spiritually helpful as well. Um, So practically, a lot of people provided meals, which is probably one of the simplest things that you could think to do. Um, With Addison, because she was so new, we were so new to parenting. And a hospital schedule was a little wild. Um, We had a pastor's wife who had the idea to just provide frozen food for us. Mm -hmm. So that way we could make food at any time we needed it. And we didn't have to worry about meeting with someone to pick up a meal or they're trying to arrange to get it to us. So So um, what's
1: the best frozen food meal? Trader Joe's, when we has think of a ton a like, oh. really good
3: frozen meal, <laughs> p- meal thing. So, um, we lived Joe's. off, yeah, we never were Trader Joe's people before this. I'm telling you, I never stepped foot in a Trader Joe's until
2: <laughs> I've been once until, until people back. just kind of got
3: us <laughs> attached to certain things that they have. But they have, I mean, super easy like frozen rice, you just pop it in the microwave and it's done in three minutes. Um, they have just a bunch of easy things. You just so throw in a pan, it So Trader Joe's is the up. way to go for <laughs> yes. frozen
1: meals for people that are in a season of pain. Correct. Got it.
3: Okay. Um, so, yeah, we had that. We had some close friends... From the seminary who literally just stopped by, grabbed all our laundry, and mm-hmm. they brought it back washed and folded and that's pressed. Love. That's love. right there. That's really love. was. That's next that's level
1: love. love. You start washing the chonies, <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you, you that, hashtag love. wash the chonies. That's, that's next level that's love. That's First Corinthians 13, <laughs> lived out. <laughs> love host believes in bears, that's all Bears, things. all things. You feel me? Oh I've goodness. heard... I've heard I've heard of a lot of love in my life. I've heard a lot of Christian stories. I've never heard of that. No, I remember Can when Can you just throw out the name? Who is this couple? Who did that?
3: We had uh, seminary friends, the boss, Joseph and Dee. Okay. Boss. Shout out to <laughs> the yes. law family,
1: wherever you are Random now. Applause, Idaho. Ethan. The pastoring yeah. yeah. oh, pastor, No, I remember
2: when they texted. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, wow. Love it. Love yeah, it. I remember when they texted and said, Hey, we're gonna do this. I'm like, you don't have to. I mean, well, we were thinking we're like, how are we going to get okay. home from the hospital and
3: separate things? We don't want you're them to watch. Have to do this. Yeah.
2: You really don't need to, because yeah. <laughs> I probably really wouldn't do it for you. To be honest with you, <laughs> just, I'll go babysit your kids. I'll bring you some meals. I, I just don't know if I do this. That is And funny. next thing you know, like oh, they come man. over and grab all of it. All right. So anybody yeah. who's
1: not, you're not going to see this, but my wife is crying. She's laughing so hard. <laughs> we're, she's crying. I, all right, so practical, we've got, we've got some, a lot of people who are willing to go to Trader Joe's. We might have a handful of people out there who will wash your, your undergarments.
3: What else? Any other things? Uh, one of the things I thought was most helpful as well was we got a huge basket full of paper goods. Mm. So don't worry about dishes. You just get paper oh, plates, napkins, plastic utensils. Because that's not what you want to do when you're worrying about everything else. You just want to be able to throw it all away. So, um, that was one of the most helpful things I thought, and it's not something that has to be heated and you don't have to worry about meeting up. They can just leave it at your door and, you know, nobody really cares about that stuff. So they're not going to necessarily come steal it from your door. But, um, yeah, that was one thing that we really, um, that really helped practically.
2: And one more would be gift cards. Like you're in the hospital, yes, you know, and so hospital food is nasty. Like real nasty. Mm-hmm. It's like camp food, but worse. Yep. Nope. <laughs> and so, in my experience, and yeah. so
3: With Caroline, delivery gift cards was huge yeah. because of COVID and it was early ish COVID. So a lot of people were still hesitant and because it's a lung disorder, people were trying to be cautious of us as well. Oh, um, sure. so they were like, you know, here's DoorDash, yeah, DoorDash. And, you know, order something Uber to the reads. hospital yes. or whatever. And that was super, super helpful because then we could pick what we wanted yeah. and we, again, didn't have to meet with people. Um, just out of cautious of whatever
0: spreading so that's awesome now unless you have anything you want to add to that is there anything that maybe you would encourage others not to do um
3: I think we had a few people who tried to play doctor um and I get it if you've had any hospital experience Mm -hmm. you know you know a little bit about the ways that people work in a hospital. And so there were some practical advice that came in that way, but there was a lot that was not because CF in itself is just rare. So most people have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people you could tell didn't really care to take the time to figure it out before they offered advice. Um, And so I know that's probably one of the most common things. And I think, too, once the girls kind of got past the hospital stage, um, I mean, they look healthy Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes. Yeah, you would never know something's wrong with them. You wouldn't assume they're sick at this point. Um, And I think it's also kind of just maybe a pride issue in my own heart, but when people look at them and they're like, oh, you'd never know Mm -hmm. they were sick. They're not sick. Are you sure they're sick? Mm -hmm. Things like that. It's like, I know that they don't look that way, but... You know, here's what goes down on a yes. daily basis. It, it is an opportunity for education, but um, it's not always That's a conversation so you yeah. want to have. That's so true. <laughs> it's so true. We, we all tend to do that out of
1: love, out of best yeah, intentions. We step help. in and we're like, you know, hey, I was cruising on Google and I read this as if the doctors had missed it. So let me do this. I've never done this before. Um, I want to just say this and, and you guys can take turns. I want to give you the mic. Just let, you know, Caleb's a preacher. So maybe this is a mistake. This could be dangerous. Yeah. Th- th- we might be 45 minutes. Okay. But do this. The mic is yours. And just think about all the other young couples who are entering the headwaters of crisis with their kids specifically. What would you say to them? Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we'll do Haley first and then Caleb, you know, hope, we'll see how long that's it goes. That's wise. I think that's very wise. You're but very like, wise. But think about young couples, their early 20s. They have all the dreams, just like you did. We're going to have a family. It's going to be 2.5 kids. Have a little white picket fence, the whole deal. And then, boom, they're about to get hit by a significant crisis. Mm-hmm. What would you say to these these ladies?
3: So I think um, one of the main things I had to learn um, was I had a lot of idols in my heart about what my children would look like, what they would do, what our future would look like, if I would have grandchildren in the future, mm-hmm. all these things that I realized you know, the Lord never promises, um, and just in the way that He doesn't promise us another day, another breath. Um, so I had to kind of come to terms with that. Um, but I think just understanding that the actual sickness or trial, um, we shouldn't dwell on it. That was a big thing. And I can't dwell on CF because God purposed it for us, and He purposed it for our girls. So it's not just a trial now for me and Caleb. Our girls don't realize what's going on. It's just their normal every day, and I'm so grateful they have each other to go through it together. Um, But in the future, it will be equally or more their trial. Um, So it's a way for us to prepare them for it too. Um, But I also have to realize that it comes from the hand of God. It's not anything... I've necessarily done to prompt this trial or prompt this sickness I mean it was our genes that put it together but the Lord purposed that as well Mm -hmm. Um, so um, all of that is just um, to kind of create this endurance to create um, a faith that's more precious than gold Um, and so it's just a reminder of how finite our time is on earth as well um, and just how much more important, because of that finite time, that we need to share with our kids of the sacrifice that Christ made for us. Um, because if they can't understand that, then, I mean, their future is of nothing. Um, and so, because we're not guaranteed later, we have to be steadfast and we can't afford to be reactive with that. We have to be very proactive with what we teach them and how to face the world and CF in general um, as it comes. it's really good. Mm-hmm. Caleb, same thing.
2: Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'm just reminded of what Spurgeon said. God had one son without sin, but he never had a son without trial. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. unspoken hardships that every person experiences. Every person that walks this earth uh, in this fallen world uh, we are just plagued with trial and, and tragedy and hardships. So trials will come, all kinds of trials. And so I just encourage you that no matter what you're going through, whether it's big or whether it's small, you have a God in heaven who is faithful, and He is your hope. Uh, life is hard, right? It's hard. We know that. But the good news is, is that life is not God. God is God Amen. and God is good. Amen. 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 Yeah, you know that. You're Amen. a preacher. Come on. The, the goodness of God never changes when life gets hard. He is good all the time and all the time God is good. And we know this because what Adam couldn't do, what what Eve couldn't do, what any other biblical character couldn't do and what we couldn't do, God did by sending his son to in the likeness of man to die for our sins and to rise again so that we would be forgiven through him. God did that. And the difference between experiencing pain, hardships, and trials as a believer and experiencing pain, hardships, and trials as an unbeliever is that those who have been saved by Jesus have hope. Mm -hmm. And the ones who don't know Christ, they have no hope. Mm -hmm. Their life gets worse. And so you are held in the everlasting arms my favorite hymn what a blessedness what a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting arms leaning jesus lean on jesus safe and secure from all alarms lean on jesus lean on jesus leaning Leaning. Leaning. Leaning On on the everlasting arms so true God's decrees, his promises, his plans, his every word, they stand firm no matter what news that you may receive. And that's what we cling to. You are in his everlasting arms and that's your hope all because of Jesus. Amen. So good. Take that three Mm -hmm. minutes and
1: just put it right in somebody's ears for for the next hour. That'll bless them. It's really good.
0: Haley, is it okay if I ask you a gal question? Sure. Oh, so in those tough days, how do you let people in? Oh, good question.
3: Oh, that is a good question. Um, I think it's easiest when others start with questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we all have a trusted friend or two, Mm -hmm. and maybe those people are easier to open up to. Um, But I think knowing that other people were interested in understanding what we were going through um, by just asking genuine questions mm-hmm. because at the same time that they don't understand, there's other things that we're learning too. So um, it's kind of an educational opportunity for the both of us. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I just have to learn to do anyways, is I have to learn to have an answer to explain what it is we're going through in a way that others can understand. Um So I don't know that I have an easy answer to that. But when people come with genuine curiosity, um, that makes it a little bit easier um, to kind of develop a conversation with others um, who are interested um, in allowing me to just share what we're going through as well. Because if I have a maybe like a landing point, then yes, it's. It makes things a little simpler.
0: And for those women who are tired, but they just don't know how to ask for help, is there Mm -hmm. any encouragement that you can give?
3: I think you just kind of have to separate your feelings from it. Mm. You just have to ask. Um, And me personally, I I hate asking for help and feeling like I need to depend on somebody else. Um, But even with Caleb, I am resistant to ask for help a lot just because I want to be able to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of with everybody, you have a little bit of pride in yourself, but, um, you just kind of have to get over it. And I don't know a nicer way to say that necessarily, but, um, if you know that you just can't make dinner that night and you know, you've had 75 people offer anytime you need a meal, Mm -hmm. just let me know. Just reach out Actually to one of those call people. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sure. yes. And I've done that that's a good. few times, yeah. maybe not as often as I could. Um,
2: I do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. I, need all kinds I know you of didn't help <laughs> offer, but I'm still calling <laughs> yeah. you anyway. Yes. Yes. I need help.
3: So, Kayla, let me ask you
1: when, when your wife's going through this, how does a, a husband lead his wife
2: through this level of crisis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one time I, sp- I think the first thing, spend time in prayer together. Yeah. You know, that's really it's really another good. lesson. Second thing I learned uh it, it convicted my prayer life and all this and i just wasn't yeah praying it's like i should you know
3: yeah and at those times praying is mm. kind of the only thing that you can do yep. because you physically cannot do the surgery for your children and you can't take away their pain um, but you yeah. can pray for it and you can pray for the hands that are working that's powerful um
2: yeah, And then I just make sure I listen to her, what's going on in her mind. You know, like she said, Haiti's more of a closed book. <laughs> I'm an open book, whatever you want to know. I really don't have an issue sharing it with you. Kellan knows what buttons sure. to
3: press. So he yeah. is, he can, yeah. and he can read it on my face usually if I'm worried about something. And he'll just keep asking and asking and asking until I just kind of yeah, just pop know. like a balloon. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> when something's bothering her. <laughs>
2: something's going on. and so you, know? you just keep
1: pressing yeah. until she share shares. Yeah, and, yeah like hey, yeah, I'm Usually I'm help.
3: grateful. Maybe not in the moment,
2: but usually I'm mm-hmm. grateful that he's yep. done it. And just love her through that, you know. And me, you know, I have to be, you know, I'm just the opposite. I'm just open book. You know, I don't really sure. For the most part, I don't I'll care who's around. And wash chonies and do the whole thing. <laughs> you know, just whatever it takes. Yeah. I'm
1: all in. Yeah. So, I have a question for you. People are listening. You guys are. You're not all the way through it, but you're significantly through this journey. There's theology now that's kind of bound up. You guys are able to laugh about certain things, and so there is. It's not in the rearview mirror. It's very much still real but um, you have enough experience that you can, you can tie up some of the loose ends, spiritually, mm-hmm. theologically. Take us back and just real quickly help couples um, know where they can turn, resources, memory verses, books. Mm-hmm. If they're at the beginning of the journey, where do they go to start to build the foundations that they're going to need to get through this?
2: Yeah, I can go first. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the first thing, get in the Gospels. Get more of Jesus. Come on. can't go wrong with Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it is Jesus who gives our souls rest. So simply keep your eye on him. Well, how do you do that? Get in the Gospels. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying neglect your whole Bible, but just get in the Gospels. Be in time. Spend time in the Word with Jesus. And I think there's a lot of passages. Probably my favorite passage, though, I guess for all of life now, uh, the Lord just used profoundly in all this was Lamentations 3. Uh, 21, 24 says, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mm-hmm. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I have hope in Him. And I've had opportunity to like, teach on that verse, preach on that verse several times. Just love that whole book right there in the middle, it's just that mm-hmm. Lord's goodness. Isn't it just before that, that he says, I take a young man,
1: and I yeah. put his face in the dust that I may smite him, yeah. and then he comes out of that with a loving, yeah. you think about how many young men are listening yeah. to that, and going that's where I'm at, Yeah, I'm having yeah. my face rubbed low, yeah. humility will come before honor, God yeah. does break us down
2: Yeah, go to chapter 3 You gotta yeah. get through the
1: whole book That's right.
2: Yeah, It's a great text, I love that um, Some helpful sermons for me, Austin Duncan, the college pastor of Grace Church is uh, arguably the, uh, my favorite preacher on campus besides MacArthur. Uh, he, was a, he was our pastor. We were in college ministry this time when we went through all this, and he was a pastor, kind of the point man in our lives. And I just love him and his wife. But he was preaching through the book of Job mm-hmm. during this. And that series, you can go to gracechurch.org, Austin Duncan, Job. I just think every Christian needs to listen to it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's phenomenal. And then the second sermon that the Lord just put, as Lawson would say, octane in the tank, uh, is Lawson's sermon, Jonathan Edwards, The Use of Your Time. Uh, Just go to YouTube, Lawson, Steve Lawson, The Use of Your Time, Jonathan Edwards. He's older. He has brown hair. And... uh, (laughs) This is how I got like to classify. It's day. about an hour. Yeah, yeah. sure. And he has like a blue shirt on, no tie, and his fountain pen's Very in his descriptive. pocket. <laughs> I watch that three or four times a year. Mm. I still to this day. I just sent it to someone yesterday. And it's talk about this the time. You have so much time. And it just, I just need that. I need to be reminded of that because of my flesh and sinful world, I easily forget. I have so much time. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend that. Uh, And my favorite book on suffering, uh, Champion of Faith, in my opinion, Elizabeth Elliot, Mm -hmm. Suffering is Never for Nothing. Every Christian's got to read it. Mm. It's a white book. It's got blue writing. Uh, If you don't like to read, her lectures on that book uh, are on YouTube from Ligonier. They Uh, also have her,
3: I think it's her granddaughter, put together a podcast. Um, And it's like just all pieces of her um, talks put together in the podcast. So I read the book after I had list to, listened to the majority of the podcast so far, and it's all very similar. So if you don't like to read, yeah, maybe not you not like either. to listen. So um, you got
1: the, the, the Gospels, or the Gospels, as you say, as a Georgian. And a good
2: book for that <laughs> is One the, Perfect
1: Life by my One MacArthur. Perfect mm-hmm. Life, it's all together. It. Yeah. Yep, you got the synchronicity. And then we got, you said secondly, Lamentations, specifically mm-hmm. chapter three. Yeah. You mentioned the book of Job. You mentioned uh, Austin Duncan's messages on the book of Job. And then you mentioned Lawson. Mm -hmm. and his what's the title of the use of your time and And then you have the elizabeth elliott book as well Haley, Mm -hmm. anything
3: you would add to that
1: i know your husband's a prolific reader
3: he is yeah um i am not (laughs) um but i listen to a lot of things so i definitely would say the psalms were super helpful um specifically um psalm 19 was a top one for me Mm -hmm. um Just in general, uh, I won't read them all. But then Psalm 118 as well is a really um, helpful one. And another one that was super helpful while we were going through everything with Caroline up front, um, we had just finished in Every Woman's Grace, our Bible study, we just finished studying through Romans 8. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really perfectly timed. I was super grateful um, for the Lord for putting that um, right before... Caroline was born. Yeah. So I had all of that kind of fresh at the front of my mind. Mm. Um, so, just specifically, Romans 8, 38 through 39. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm. Um, just super helpful reminders. That's it. Um, and. That's so good. I didn't have any specific sermons like Caleb did. Well, I
1: think Romans eight is a good yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just in general. Do. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Caleb, you did well, but I think Haley deserves a round of uh, applause. Oh, what yeah. do you think? <laughs> Should we give <laughs> her? She's a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl right there. She's a rock star. <laughs> okay, so w- you guys now have a choice to make, and we mm-hmm. sometimes do a bullet okay. round where we fire off words and you have to give immediate responses, but you're willing to decline if you don't want to do the bullet round, but you're going to have to decline live in front of everybody now. So what would you like to do?
0: I promise he'll be nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you think Georgians
2: do it? Oh, I accept. Yeah. I don't know about her. But I accept a Dodger fan. Would, would maybe say
3: would be, I reckon so. I, oh, yeah. I, love it. I reckon she's firing the heat. That's <laughs> right. I reckon, I reckon so. so.
1: <laughs> Bring it on. Get the six guns blazing. Uh-huh. It, you actually do pretty good. Yeah. A lot of people try right to imitate. I don't come down to my neighborhood. It's <laughs> not, not, not real good. <laughs> come to some of them. They're killing me some of them jackrabbits. One more, <laughs> won't you now? What are you doing out there, boy? Come on, hey. hey let's go. Come on, now. Get, out. Get off my property. <laughs> go ahead and
2: start the points now. Come on, now. We got to go home chickens <laughs> oh, to feed. Come on, man. <laughs> got to walk dogs. No, I, I got things I got to do. Oh
1: okay, Georgians, you ready for this? Here's what we're going to do. We're gonna basically. Ethan's got the um button, so we got applause buttons if he thinks it's positive. He's got Steve Lawson to yell at you if it's a negative. So <laughs> either way, just you know. Uh-oh. Um, and then we'll throw out just a one line, and then you just give us your first response, wow. okay? And um, so we'll. I'm yeah. gonna go first. You're you gonna start. go first. Okay, I'll go first. You ready? Here we go. Yeah, you ready? And Freddie Freeman. Mm. Silence. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs> Traitor. You, no. no. Give us a
1: man who knows. <laughs> <laughs> <this one. laughs> oh, there you go. Lost misery for you. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't know, to the listening audience, Freddie Freeman <laughs> oh. is currently probably one of the best hitters in the major leagues. I mean, mm. right? He's right yeah, there. Yeah. Now he's awesome. Atlanta Braves star takes you to the World Series. Yeah. He's he's yeah. First base for the dagger, years. Throws the dagger and then he flips on you. Comes out here to L.A. and knows. yeah, it I was mean, a like,
3: tough situation. It was. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. All right. If no he, comment. When he's not playing like, for the Braves, we would cheer for him. Like, Let's say that. No. Yes. <sighs> playing against, When he's not playing against no, the Braves, I'm sorry. No. These were
2: supposed to be one, sentence, one, I'm one so word sentence. I'm no, so sorry. I'm just, explanation, I'm, just, I'm sensing explanation. This right. is agony, I'm sensing hatred, no. vitriol. Look, <laughs> I never had an issue. I never had an dis- issue with the Dodgers until I moved out here to Los Angeles and then on his announced he's going to LA, I was just like just mm-hmm. the worst choice, all right. Yeah. Mercy, mercy. mercy. Okay. I said, mer- I just said mercy. Mercy, <laughs> is <the wrong> <laughs> hey, mercy's right.
0: Rewind that's the word, mercy. Okay, here's number two Los Angeles.
2: <laughs> I love it.
3: Busy,
0: mm-hmm.
3: that's a
2: good yes. Oh,
3: Rapid, a- <laughs> no, just me. Oh, okay. All right, here's here's an obvious one. I forgot the rules.
1: Here's an obvious one. Here's an obvious one because very few people have the privilege of being in the inner circle. John MacArthur. Sweet. Humble. Mm. Kind.
3: Oh, we're going for more. I'm Um. sorry. (laughs) they are synonyms.
1: He's not going to pay you more. (laughs) You can't. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, you won't. No, he's just a very
2: kind man. Uh, He really is. You don't have to like his preaching, but if you don't you know if you talk bad about him for his character I just, that's the thing people don't mm. know yeah like don't he know. literally is yep. the most sweet man uh sweetest man sweetest old man i know mm. that's good
0: okay are you guys ready for number four addison and caroline
3: mm. beautiful joy
2: mm. oh that's good i that's better yeah. She's good. She's a rock star. She's a lot smaller. than I am. why you married her. You're lucky she married <laughs> you, man. Yeah. And just to clarify for the listeners, I'm in my 20s. She's in her 30s. Mm. Yeah, I know you can't tell. This is true. But it's a true statement.
3: There's so much distance just, between yeah. us and time. Yeah. You ready for the last
2: one? Christ. Amazing.
3: Mm. Yeah. Almighty. Amen.
2: Mm.
1: Well, guys. <laughs> well, guys. <laughs> It's never for us. It's always for the ladies, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, let me just say this. We, we love you, and more so, we respect you. Um, and your, your faithfulness has blessed us and countless others more than you know. Um, you know, we've learned a lot. Even today, we've learned a lot, you know, about serious things. Washing chonies as well, but some serious <laughs> things and yes. how we can love others. So thank you very much for shining bright for serving sacrificially, for being such a testimony of our God's goodness in and trial.
0: Amen. And thank you so much for driving down to spend time with us. It, it has just meant the world to do this with you. So thank well, you. Well, thank you. Yeah, Thanks thank for, you having for having
2: us. us. You know, I said earlier, I don't know if it was recorded or not, but, you know, I'm not a big fan of podcasts. You know, usually when you become a Christian, you get your gun license and start a podcast. <laughs> That's and, so true. Yeah. And I saw so I don't listen to them at all, but then I, I saw you, y'all were doing one and I loved it. I love what you're doing. I think it's helpful. So thanks for having us. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Well, Ethan, one more time. we got two Georgians. We know what's on their mind. Let's play it out. on my mind. It sounds like we got a new car for our drive home segment here. Oh, I love it. It still sounds old, It does. Well, you know, <laughs> that's all we could afford. So maybe one day I'll get you a nice new car, my love. Oh, in heaven. A special minivan in heaven. <laughs> well, that was super fun and, and super special it what was, was let's just kind of do a quick review on this whole thing I know that we're running short on time what's your big takeaway
0: mm, I think hearing Haley talk I'm just reminded that we profit from adversity because it deepens our relationship with God mm-hmm. and the past two times that I've been with Haley she seems steadfast and movable and that only comes from the Lord and it's in adversity that we learn to bow to his plan and trust his wisdom and really experience the con- consolations of his love amen I mean that's what job said my ears had hurt Heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you, and I sense that with Haley. What about you, my love?
1: I think the same with Caleb. There's just something about people who've been through the fire, mm-hmm. uh, what Paul calls the fellowship of suffering, because they they just know God in an intimately personal way. And I think we often forget that knowing Christ in a deeper way comes through sharing His suffering. It's a package deal. So when I'm around people like Caleb and Haley who've endured trial, I, I just enjoy the way they represent Jesus. Amen. Well, I think that's a perfect way to close. Just praying for our entire tonight family uh, that no matter what we're all going through, we would represent Jesus. Uh, in adversity and in trial, knowing that God has a plan. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, no doubt we've got some date night listeners in crisis. We trust that you're with them. So please give them comfort, Lord, to know that you've planned it, that you're in it, and that they will be better for it. And please conform all of us more and more into the image of your son. We pray this in his name. Amen.
0: Well, we love you, Date Night fam. Huge thanks to Team Cunningham, Ethan, our producer, and all of the wonderful people of Mission Bible Church. Send us a message, leave a review to keep spreading the word. Keep living for the gospel and fighting for the family.
1: And love someone by washing chonies. (laughs)